Today is September 28, 2021, and this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, if you listen to the song, 
strongly believe that our lives are not our own and we have to surrender all that there is about us unto the Lord. Be back in just a moment.
Amen. I, I pray that you have had a blessed day. And certainly I, I hope that the, the words of the song minister to you as much as they have to me. You know, I was uh, just thinking about the goodness of God and that song began to serenade me late yesterday evening, and so I had to look it up and to, you know, uh, just, uh, my life is not my own. I, I don't know about you, but, you know, and, and I, I pray that you feel the same, and, and I'm certainly doing all that I can with every, with every word I could think of, every, every, uh, 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 all the vernacular, everything that I can say to, that you will feel the same as I do, and that is pouring yourself out to him, to be used by him, you know, and so we're in the book of Daniel now this evening. Now, on Sundays, we're in the book of Revelation and uh, learning about the blessings that God has stored up for us. And on Tuesdays, the, the book of Daniel, which I've already mentioned, and you know, there's a reading assignment that goes along with the book of Daniel, and that is the book of Jeremiah. So I hope you're in the book of Jeremiah reading uh, as well as I am, and on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. Now, Acts of the Holy Ghost is not limited to the book of Acts. It, it is the Acts of God, uh -huh. uh, from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, the Bible said that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and it talks about how uh, God spoke, and his spirit moved up on the water of the deep moved and, and did whatever he said for that was the act of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so um, that's a conversation that we can have another time, but just want you to know how powerful God is. God is so powerful. God is so great in all that he does, and we are seeing that in the book of Daniel. Now, my heart is a, a little heavy this evening. I was because I'm concerned about some things that are trying, that are occurring, some things that I'm hearing about. You may have heard about them as well, um, but I want to caution you: everything is not is not of God. I was uh, going to the heading to the to get some some physical exercise to spend some time some me time at the gym. And as I was driving out, I was listening to catching the end of a radio conversation there talking about virtual baptism. You know, and so apparently this is a practice. It's not new. This was my first time really hearing about it. But uh, it is a practice that is being co-signed and by others. And so I'm not talking about online baptism. Now I've baptized and even during the pandemic. Uh, I baptized souls, and which to me, baptism is submersion in water in Jesus' name, as uh, I believe that you already have heard me state that, and that there is no other baptism in the Bible. Nope. Uh, there is no other baptism. Uh, they understood what Jesus meant when he said baptizing them in the name of the Father. He knew what they understood what he meant when he said in the name of the Son, and and if I asked you what the son's name was, all of you, everyone would say Jesus. And they knew what was meant when he said to baptize in the name of the Holy Ghost. Now, those are titles. 
If someone asked me my name, I would not say father. I would tell them my name, Carl. If they asked me, someone uh, said, where's your son? What's your son's name? If they asked my father, he would say Carl. So you understand where I'm going. When they begin to baptize, uh, after, on that side of the cross, they baptized in Jesus' name, and you find no other baptism being done. And if they were wrong, he would have corrected them just like he did in other instances where they were, they were corrected. Peter was corrected when he uh, said, I, I've never uh, ate or anything defiled. And God was let him know, look, whatever I show you, what I'm telling you to do, uh, don't you say that it's tainted and unacceptable. You, you follow what I'm telling you. And so Peter had to straighten up and he preached to Cornelius in his house and the Holy Ghost fell on them. And then they were all baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, those that was baptized in the John the Baptist was rebaptized in Jesus' name. And so uh, Jesus told them repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. So they understood uh, the, um, those that decided to follow uh, the nice the, and that, that particular council uh, have distorted so many things. But listen, I'm not talking about online baptism because I've recorded baptisms and have carried those out. But we're talking about what is considered virtue. Where someone records an uh, you know, a, a, a vi a, a avatar being submerged in water to represent you in baptism. Well, uh, virtual reality by definition is not real. So that baptism for your soul, which is real, uh, it's not going to help you. I, I heard about a woman uh, that was sick. And this woman was a member of a church. She had been in that church. And, you know, so they said there was an attachment to the church. And so, um, and so not many days left in her life, she requested to be baptized. So they did a virtual baptism. I had to take issue with that because prior to her sickness, how many, how many services did she attend and never uh, committed her life unto the Lord? How many opportunities passed by and she did not commit her life unto the Lord? Now, this saying is true, people. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Hell is not a virtual place. And so there is nothing virtual about the word of God and certainly nothing virtual about your soul. You are not an avatar. It, now, if that was real, then I would have advised her, uh, if that was real, if that was possible, that that, that virtual move had some weight to it, then she should have asked for a virtual healing. So she could have walked out that hospital and, and you know, if it was real. And, you know, if it's real, then you need to eat some virtual food. Uh, try eating some, uh, you know, uh, trade your honey in for a more, uh, a, a different avatar. You know, you're going to miss spooning with what's real uh, at, in the evening. Saints and friends, we need to be aware of deception. Deception appears legitimate. Technology is fantastic. 
Uh, I love technology. My vocation is technology. I'm, a, I'm into developer and uh, administration. But technology does not take the place, it does not replace the word of God. It does not replace its application. So uh, please stay with us and Daniel in the book of Revelation and you'll see where this is going and where it is not. Said um, not increase. He didn't say it would replace his word. And so he didn't, uh, uh, it's a platform that can be used just like we're using it this evening to reach the masses. But it is not a replacement. Uh, the word of God, uh, if there are those that are listening near and far. But it doesn't replace the assembly of yourselves when the Bible says that is what should be done. It doesn't replace a holy life. Have your avatar live holy for you and you do what you want to do. The devil is a liar. You know, this goes into a lot of areas and a lot of different things that people are buying into. And so I'm, I'm going to speak those things. I'm going to speak the truth. And some may get offended by it. That's all right. Uh, I've been offended by the word before. But when I thought about it, it saved my soul. It made a difference in my life. And not only me, but many others that found the word that, uh, that Jesus said, blessed is he that is not offended in me. And so when you come to yourself, you won't be offended in the Lord. Now, uh, let's go into the word of God. We're in the book of Daniel, the, the second chapter, beginning at the first verse. Father, in the, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless and have your way. Lord, you know the needs of your people. Lord God, you know the need of each individual that is listening, those that are near, those that could be here and that are not, Lord God, and that want to be here. Lord God, and those that are away because of their work, because of school, not because of overtime, Lord God, but because of assignment of that hour. Lord God, those, oh Lord God, that have made it a choice to be present, listening uh, on the air. Lord God, and I pray that you remember those that made it a choice to rebel against your word and not be in your assembly. Lord God, you know the time that we live in. You know, Lord Jesus, you're looking for a church without spot or wrinkle, without blemish. Lord God, one that will give you glory and honor. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless and stir up the mind of your people. Lord Jesus, help us all to live and walk according to your will in the day and the time that you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to take a thought from the text that we're going to be reading, and I'm going to give this thought ahead of time, but I know someone that can. I want to talk about knowing someone that can. Now, there's a, this little word, can, C-A-N, is powerful, and it is dangerous. The word can means you uh, or someone has the ability to do something, but it doesn't mean you have the permission. You might have all, you might have, be well equipped, but it does not mean you have the permission. You need to be given permission in order to proceed. You may have permission, but not the ability. Now, I like that because 
when God gives you permission, he's going to give you the ability. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you the ability. Some people like to quote Philippians uh, 4 and 13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Now, people like to quote that as an affirmation. Uh, did you or do you, did you get permission to do that thing? I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Well, did you get permission to do that thing that you're talking about? When you got permission, well, I got permission to do it. Did you prepare? Sometimes we, we have permission, we're invited to do something, but we're unprepared. How prepared are you? A preposition is a word governing or usually preceding another word. Uh, in this case, I'm, you're talking about P-E-R, per, which means in accordance with. And then the second word is permission, or mission, excuse me, which is the assignment. So in according with the assignment, where do you fit in at? Well, when we talk about Daniel, the Bible tells us in the second chapter, and in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams. This man started having some visions, started to have some dreams. Wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep break from him. Uh, we, you, you've had dreams where you woke up. You may have woke up sweating. You may have woke up a little tired, even a little afraid because of what you've seen. I've had some dreams that woke me up. I, I had some dreams that made me very afraid. Made me afraid of going to hell. Made me afraid of not doing God's will. Made me afraid of missing out on being caught up at when the trump of God sounds and the dead in Christ rise. And then those which are alive, right? I don't want to be standing around realizing that the saints are gone. And so that made me afraid. Had a dream one time where the face of a man was there and said, get right. That was all it was. That's all that was said. Stirred my heart up. And I went and I got right. I did what I know what I needed to do. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. His spirit was troubled and his sleep break from him. Now recall Daniel, the first chapter, it said, now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in. Remember, there was three years that they had to get it together. Three years they had to get it together. I mean, they had to uh, cross their T's, dot their I's. They had to be physically fit. They needed to do all that, meet all the requirements that the king wanted them to meet in order to stand in the palace. And so at the end of those days, the king had said that he should bring them in. Uh, the, the prince of the units brought them in. 
And they stood before Nebuchadnezzar, and, and the king communed with them. So he interviewed them. And among them was found was none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. So they were given the appointment. They were given the opportunity to stand in the palace. And in all matters of wisdom, understanding, that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and the astrologers that were in his realm. So they outshined all of those that preceded them that were already standing in the presence of the king, all of those that, uh, that knew something, had some knowledge. Uh, these young men outshined them. And Daniel continued unto the first year of King Cyrus. God bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Now, it is the second year the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah are in the advisory position in the palace. It is not by coincidence that something like this happened, that, the, that Nebuchadnezzar would have dreams. And I, I'm going to say it was strategic. Uh, this was not a shotgun incident, but it was strategically planned because of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Now, now the scripture doesn't say that, but I, I have reason to believe that. I, I have reason to believe that because God blessed Daniel, the one that implemented a consecration unto, the, unto God. Yes, he did. He said, I'm not going to eat the king's meat. I'm not going to drink the king's wine. Just give me some, some, uh, uh, some uh, lentil. Give me some beans. Give me a bowl of beans. And uh, come check on us after 10 days. And, and Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah, uh, they consecrated. And at the end, of the day, they're complexion and everything was a lot fairer than everyone else. Well, at the end of those three years, after God had increased them with knowledge and understanding and blessed them to be ten times better than everyone else, the Bible said that God even blessed Daniel with uh, to be able to understand dreams and visions. So there was no coincidence that the king started having dreams and Daniel was present in the realm. Now, that issue on the job, let me, let me say this, just like Daniel just happened to be available and be there, that issue on the job is not always the devil. And it's not always that person that you think is the devil. Sometimes it's space for you to show up and to show out. We talk about God showing up and showing out. No, it you need to show up and show out. It's space for you to show you don't have any blemishes. It's space for you to show that you're uh, blessed and highly favored. You know, uh, that's what people, you have, hey, praise the Lord, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, bro? How you doing, sis? I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, the truth is, I don't need to know that you're blessed and highly favored. I'm just going to put it like that. But the people on your job do. The people that you're in school with do. 
and not me. You don't have to make me a believer. But what about the people that you associate with? Do they know that you're blessed and highly favored without you saying that? The job, the thing that may be happening, that issue is so that you can show your skill. That maybe you don't have the full skill, but you, you need to, within this environment that we live in, you can certainly go and seek those things out and then come back and, and show off. You ain't got to tell no one that you went home and looked it up. You ain't got to tell your secrets. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Don't, don't tell all your business. Have some wisdom. Daniel has some wisdom, cunning and knowledge and understanding in science and the ability to talk the talk and walk the walk. Mm -hmm. Matthews 5 and 16 said, let your light shine. That men see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Nebuchadnezzar dream was powerful and troublesome. Now, my boss has told me a few times, he said, I'm troubled. Uh, he told me uh, when he woke up in the morning, he said, I didn't sleep well at night thinking about what was going on. Now, as the director of IT, uh, I have a responsibility to help him sleep at night. He's not supposed to carry that, that load uh, by himself because uh, we had a major incident. No one's fault, but it was major and things had to be worked on. Well, he didn't want to have to try to, it's not his job to figure it out. And so, um, if I even sense trouble, I need to fix it out and fix it. Need to provide some comfort, not just to him, but to the staff. And your responsibility is to do the same in your place of employment. The Bible said, then the king called the musicians and the astrologers and sorcerers and Chaldeans for to show the king his dream. So they came and stood before the king. Now, unlike today, uh, they didn't have cell phones. They, they didn't grab the iPhone or anything like that, and, you know, the Android and, and call for anyone. Uh, but uh, word spread it pretty fast. I'm sure it spread it very quickly because the king was troubled. And he called for the musicians, a person or persons that knew how to use supernatural power, whether it be by herbs or actual spiritual power or persuasion. He called for the astrologers, someone that could look into the future using science, stars, or nature itself, and also spiritual. But let me say that some people are spiritual. They, they, they're not saved, but they're spiritual. And you need to be careful. You don't want to be spiritual. Israel was religious. Uh-huh. They were religious. They offered to sacrifice, they offered sacrifices to idols that was made out of ceramic, made out of metal, uh, and all kind of stuff. And they didn't forget about God. They just didn't serve him as sovereign God. So they was religious. And that offended God. I pray that you're not religious. I pray that you're not spiritual, but that you're certainly serving God as being sovereign in your life and your actions speak louder than your words. Listen, he called astrologers, someone that could look into the future. 
He called the sorcerers, people that practice magic also, known as wizards or users of spirits of divination. These powers are real, and they're real today, not to be played with by anyone. That's why you have to be careful who you, uh, ladies, who you date. There are some cultures that they, they practice certain things. I, I have friends in, uh, in certain places, in certain areas of Los Angeles, because you, you have communities, different communities, you know. And as I worked, I came to understand what different, what some people believe because they came from certain areas. Some were from Belize. Some was from uh, uh, Asia. And I learned that uh, they, even though they may attend a church service, it is because they don't have the temple or the service here that they would have at home, so they cannot practice what they would normally do, which is not of God. And so they would go to something that was similar in nature. So you need to understand there is magic that is being practiced by people that you know. So that's why it's important, ladies, let your dad meet your friend. Uh, guys, don't, don't be trying to cover up be, and not, no. You need to bring folks home to meet your pet because there is something else that is going on besides what meets the eye. Powers are real and not to be played with. Saul and his disobedience uh, rejected by God went to see a medium, went to see a witch because he was afraid. Uh, he was terrified because of what was going on. God had rejected him for his disobedience. You think disobedience won't, won't cause God to reject you? You better think again. Disobedience, God said, what it, Samuel told Saul that obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so the sacrifices that, Paul, that Saul claimed he was going to uh, uh, make unto the Lord was rejected as well. The kingdom was stripped from him. And you'll read that in the, uh, the 28th chapter, 1 Samuel, is what we're talking about, where he called a medium. Pharaoh's wise men, sorcerers and musicians, all present, placed their rods on the ground, and they became serpents too, because Aaron placed his on the ground, and it became a serpent. Well, when theirs became a serpent, Aaron's rod had transformed and ate those serpents. So this is real. There's nothing fake about this. And it's real today in 2021. And the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. While they uh, possessed power, they could not read his mind. He could not. They could not. People can read body language. Mm-hmm. You read body language, yeah. Yes, you look someone right in the eyes and you, you read their, mm -hmm, almost read their thoughts, facial expressions, and you read between the lines. You talk a lot and sometimes don't even realize it. You make statements 
And there are times where people will call you out on what you say. Your children certainly know your body language. You know when it get quiet after you've done something. You know when you get that solid when you get that solid look, and you figure that you need to creep out and go somewhere before uh, things get a little rougher than what they than what you want them to get. All because of a look. To know the mind and interpret what's going on requires discernment. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Sirach, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. I know I had a terrible dream. I know it woke me up and messed me up. I, I haven't been the same since I had it. But I can't tell you all the details of it. You know, it's gone from me. And, and if you will make known unto me the dream, the interpretation thereof, you shall, uh, if, if, you, if you don't, you're going to be cut in pieces. And your house is going to be made a dunghill. But if you show the dream and the interpretation thereof, you shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and interpretation thereof. Then answered again and said, let the king tell his servants the dream. Come, 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 king. Tell us, tell us what, what you saw and we will interpret it for you. But the king, he wasn't king for no reason. Nope. And it wasn't a democracy where they voted and all. He ran an election, you know, and won it or nothing like that. But he was no dumb. He said, if you won't make it known unto me, uh, there is only one decree for you because all you're going to do is manipulate. You're going to lie and, and use corrupt words and trick me, trickery. And you're going to prolong this thing until you think I don't forget about it and, and you can just really slide anything onto me. You can bamboozle, hoodwink me, you know. Therefore, tell me the dream and show me the interpretation. Tell me. Uh -huh. you, they, they didn't have time to go and ask Master Google like some of us do or to go Bing or, you know, and, you know, or uh, no, no Yahoo to try. Nobody was standing there with it uh, being covered up while someone else was, was, was searching it out. The king was not playing game. Now, understand discernment is a gift. It's a gift. Uh-huh. And so I'm not talking about a learned behavior, but true discernment. People go to card readers. They go to palm readers and whatever else you want to call them. Well, they ask a number of questions to try to get information from. True discernment does not do that. I was at work one day, and this was some year, probably about 15 years ago. But I'll never forget it because it was very humorous. There was a woman that said, um, said that she was sick. She couldn't come to work. And she was all gone for a few days. And she happened to walk by me when she returned. And I told her, just blurted it out, said, you were not sick. You were on a mission. And I don't remember all the exact words that I told her. 
That woman followed me for a few days trying to figure out what I knew. And I knew nothing until she, I didn't claim to know anything. But the spirit of God discerned at that moment and told her. And she confessed what she did. And she was soon gone. She went on that mission that she was going on and was well compensated for it. And, and so a discernment is a gift. And it's not something that you turn on and turn off. It is a gift. Now you can resist the gift of God. People do that all the time. People disobey God. People have all kinds of reasons. Some of you listen and have some reasons why you're not doing or what you have been instructed to do. And will get upset if called out on it. But listen, don't, don't. We're talking about life and death here. As the king has said, if you can't tell me, then I'm going to cut you up in pieces. Discernment is something that comes from God. Peter, James, uh, and John was on the mount, which is called the mount, of, uh, we refer to it as the mount of transfiguration, when Jesus transfigured before them. And uh, during that transfiguration, they saw Moses and Elijah. Now, some of you have seen this, but didn't know it. And so let me, let me help you out here. If you have ever seen the Shekinah glory on someone, that is a mere glimpse of transfiguration that is in that person's life. And someone may not term it as that, but it's the glory that appeared on them. Now, note the disciples recognized the people that predated them. They didn't have a Google Pixel or nothing like that. They didn't have a, a Kodak or a Polaroid. They didn't have no pictures of Moses or Elijah. There was not a perfectly painted canvas uh, mural of Moses and Elijah on a cave wall, just like there is no mural of Jesus Christ, neither a mural of Mary or any of the others. And so it was discernment that they were able to understand who Jesus was speaking with. That was discernment. So a discernment is something that will, that all sanctified believers will experience. Stay with us. All sanctified believers will experience discernment. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll just give you a look. The Bible said, we'll know them as they are known. That's deserved. There are sanctified and there are unsanctified believers. Daniel, Hannah, Michelle, and Azariah were sanctified believers. What about you? Are you a sanctified believer? Sanctification is something that you do, not something you believe. It is an act. And it is an act that is carried out on purpose. And that is to remain consecrated unto the Lord, committed unto the Lord and to his principles, which would also means that you are committed in doing what is right with your family, friends, relatives, on the job, in business, and other areas of your life. 
The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, there's not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Uh, therefore, there is no king, lord, no ruler, or anyone that will ask uh, any of their servants to interpret what you dreamed. There's nobody that would do that. This is a rare thing, king, and, and so, uh, except the gods. Now, when we read in the scripture, you'll find out a lot that, that, that uh, the Chaldeans and them are always referring to the gods because that's what they believe. And the names that they had given, uh, Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah and Daniel were names that were associated with the gods that they believed in. The king became very angry and furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. A decree went out. Kill them all. And so as they went after Daniel and they went after Hananiah and Mishael, Azariah to take them out, to carry out what the king was saying, Daniel asked, answered with counsel and wisdom. Wisdom. That's why I say when we pray, we ought to pray and ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will help us do a lot of things that money can't do. A lot of things that, that your, your smile, your pleasantries cannot do. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And so Daniel answered with, with counsel and wisdom and, uh, to the captain of the king's guard. Why are they trying to kill the wise men of Babylon? And he explained to them, Daniel went in and desired the attention of the king uh, that, you, that he would give him a little time. Daniel didn't go in and ask him to show him the dream. He didn't go in to talk about it or nothing. He said, give me a little time. Give me some time. If you ever found yourself in a situation where you didn't know what to do, pray. Pray about it. Pray. And seek God. You may get the answer immediately. It may come in a dream that night. You don't know, but give God the chance. I've heard my godfather was testifying. He was stuck in a situation, didn't know what to do, and he prayed about it, and the answer came later. Sometimes you need to just pray about it. And from that, I learned to pray about it and wait. Daniel asked the king to give him some time, and he would show the king the interpretation. King, give me uh, some, some days now, and I'll show you. That's some faith and confidence in God. Do you have faith and confidence in the God you serve? The magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, the, the Chaldeans, no one. In captivity for three years of getting formal education, second year of work and things are are falling apart. I'm sure the servants of Nebuchadnezzar was losing it because their lives were in danger. Certainly, uh, Daniel realized his own limitations along with everyone else. But there's nothing too hard for God. Nothing. Some of the things that we ask God for and we don't get it, then we think it was too hard. No, it's because... Uh, did it line up with his will? There are things we ask God for that sometimes don't line up with his will, and therefore we don't get it. Or we don't get it because we didn't prepare. Uh-huh. 
God may have said yes, but did we prepare to, to, to take it, to go in and to conquer it? So we need to think about what we're doing. Nothing wrong with, with knowing your, where your ability ends. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. And they desired mercy of God. They went to God. They couldn't do it, but they knew someone that could. In Daniel's mind, I know someone that can. I know someone that can handle this situation. Your musician, your, none of those people, the astrologer, none of them can handle this. Matter of fact, I can't handle it. But I know someone that can. And that's who I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to them. Daniel had never compromised his walk during that time. From the time that we start reading his story, there's no compromise. And he went to God. Don't compromise your walk with God and you can go to him and not be concerned with an answer. That answer could be yes, it could be no, it could be an open door, it could be a closed door. But you'll know how to accept it because you're, you have not compromised your walk with him. They desired mercies of God concerning the secret. Daniel and his fellows that they would not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. We'll pick up the rest of it later on. But how's your walk with God tonight? How's your commitment to him? Is it like Daniel's? Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah? How's your commitment to him? Or is it like Saul's that you sac that you do what you want to do and then you want to offer up a sacrifice all of a sudden, but, but you don't want to offer up obedience? How's your walk with him? Can you say, I know someone that can? You know someone that you can go to as Daniel did and get the answer of the secret thing? The Bible said the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. I believe that these, these men feared God in such a way it governed their lives. Do you fear God in such a way that it governs your life? Bless your Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for this short exhortation this evening. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless the listeners, everyone that is listening, Lord God. Lord, as we renew our commitments in our daily walk with you, bless us, Lord God, to follow your will and to look at the examples that you have given us, Lord Jesus, and to govern ourselves accordingly. Lord, that you're pleased with us just as you was with Daniel, just as you was with those that sought after you wholeheartedly. Lord God, we'll continue to give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Hope to see you here.
or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. Listen, I don't if I don't recall if I mentioned this, but on, on Friday, the October 1st and October 3rd, will be in our leadership conference in, in the city of Monrovia, as well as doing licensee with ministers, those that have consecrated their life unto the Lord. I'll be issuing license on that particular Sunday afternoon in a special service. If you're in the area, Monrovia area, stop by 474 East the Wardy Road and say hello. God bless you. Uh, we can be found on iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn, and other podcast carriers. Share the gospel with someone. God bless you. Remember the songs features respectively the property of our songsters and our artists and their producers. You love-